Thank you, Connie. There was a little girl standing at the kitchen sink with her mother, and she noticed that her mother's hair had little silver pieces in it. And she said to her mom, Mother, what, what happened to your hair? Why is, why is that silver in there? And she said, well, every time you misbehave, one strand of hair turns silver. So the little girl thought for a little while about that. And she came back into the kitchen and she said, Mama, how come all of Grandma's hair is that color? We have a way of believing in our physical life that what we do affects those people around us, especially our elders. We are very conscious. As children, we're taught that how we live affects those people who are older than us and that we have to make good choices. We're also taught that we have to make good choices for our younger brothers and sisters, aren't we? We have to make good choices for them because they're going to be following us. So we know this. And yet, in our culture, in our Western culture, that ends the moment someone makes their transition. We no longer see ourselves as having any effect on those who have crossed the veil. We also tend to forget, as we get older, how much of an impact we're having on the people who are not yet born who have not come here yet. Because the truth is, when you don't remember the ancestors and you don't value the connection you have there, it's very easy not to feel connected to the generations that are coming forward. It's very easy to lose that line of consciousness, to lose the connection that moves beyond the time of our breath beyond the time of our being in this dimension, at this time. So this morning I want to talk to you about ancestors. I want to talk to you about the importance of the work that we do and what happens on other places, at other places on the planet. So uh, probably half a dozen years or so ago, I had an opportunity to go to Vietnam. And I was there for 14 days traveling through the country And everywhere I went, I saw these poles, and the pole would come up from the ground in about eye level. There was a metal box with a door on it that you could open, and inside were holes, and just poked in the bottom, and and a little container, and people would take a stick of incense, light the stick of incense, and put it inside that container. So there were these fragrant places all over the the community, um, especially in Ho Chi Minh City, and I had the chance to catch someone from the hotel who spoke very little English and say, why are you doing that? And she explained to me in as, as clearly as she could that it was for the ancestors. So I did some research and looked into it. And um, this is a, much, a, a very common practice across much of Asia, that we simply um, honor the ancestors every day, participate with the ancestors every day. Remember that we are connected to the ancestors every day. And 
not just for the point of gratitude, even though we like to think of it as, as being grateful for everything they've done. Uh, just think to yourself, is it possible that anybody in your bloodline might have done something you wouldn't necessarily want to claim? It's possible, right? There might be some reason why ancestral veneration doesn't happen much in this country and happens more in other countries. The biggest reason that we don't see a lot of it in our American culture is not because we don't care who came before us, but because many of our ancestors left their country and decided to be American. And that meant that they wanted to let go of what was behind and move forward into a new land, into a new way, into a new belief and a new dream. And many of us had our names changed. Many of us heard very little about the history. Very little of our ancestry was passed on to us. Unless you were lucky enough to have someone who truly was a genealogist by nature, and and they say every family has one. Somebody who really cares about that history. But unless you were lucky enough to have that, chances are you don't know very much about your ancestors. You may or may not know the exact city they came from. You may know the the place, the country, but you may not know the exact city that your people moved here from. You may not know the exact year they arrived here. You may not know who exactly came or why. Why did they come here? What did they leave behind? What would motivate a person or a family so strongly that they would leave behind everything they knew? All of the people they knew, all of the places they grew up, all of the beliefs that they had come to guide their life by, what would motivate them? Some of us did not come to this country by choice. Some of us were brought to this country and given no connection, given no information. Some of us were brought to this country without choice and it hurt so bad that we didn't want to remember. And some of us came because it hurt so bad we had to get away and we didn't want to remember. So it's, it's by the nature of how we came to be here that we have lost connection with our ancestry. We take great pride in being American and have a hard time even finding the roots of our people, our people, because we don't say our people, do we? It's everybody. But there is value in knowing where you came from. There is value in knowing what the circumstances were that brought your family here. Because family works beyond the veils, both moving forward and moving back. So I need four people to come and stand next to me. And two on each side. So you are going to be my past and you are going to be my future. So you're going to be the first person who crossed the veil. And you're going to be the next person. And then me. 
and you're going to be the person who's coming after me, and you are his daughter. Okay. (laughs) So this diagonal line, moving from behind me to in front of me, is how we generally think of our connection to our ancestors and to our progeny. We see those who are behind us as literally behind us and those who are ahead of us as literally ahead of us. But I want to invite you to consider something different. What would happen if the first person who crossed the veil stood here and the next person who crossed the veil stood next to them? And when I came into being, I stood next to them and my son next to me and his daughter next to him. What if, as we move forward, our entire, step forward, our entire ancestry moves with us? What if we are truly one and there is no time beyond this place and this dimension? What if time is not the same in eternity? And every time one of us steps forward, any of you go ahead, the rest of us step forward. Whoa, that changes things, doesn't it? Thank you very much. Does that change things a little bit for you? So what if every time I advance my learning... Every time I heal an old wound and I move to a new place because I am healed, my entire ancestral line forward and back moves with me. What if every time my ancestral line moves, everyone connected to my ancestral line moves with them? What if every time I heal something, Every generation connected to every generation connected to every generation, thousands of people in both directions move with me. Does it make it worth healing wounds? Yes. So why do we pay attention to the ancestors? Because we are moving with them and with their wounds. Because we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Michelle Obama, five generations back, her great, 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 great grandmother was a slave. She was told when she became the first lady that she is her grandmother's wildest dreams. Does that give you goosebumps? Gives me goosebumps. You are your grandmother's wildest dreams, your grandfather's yearnings. As the song said, as the song we heard, you are the prayers of your ancestors. You are here, connected. You are not alone. And the, the concept of time is a limitation of this dimension. It is not eternity. So when we move through life and we make choices we affect a great field of consciousness. We affect all those who came before us by our learnings. In the Jewish culture, it's believed that you can intentionally 
better yourself to heal anything in the consciousness of your ancestors that needs to be healed so they can achieve their highest good beyond this plane. What if the decisions you're making today are bringing forward the consciousness of your ancestors? Let's just think about reincarnation for a minute. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore believed in reincarnation as something that we don't talk a lot about, but it is something that we accept as a possibility and possibly even a probability. And so what would you really want to leave your ancestors way back here so that if they reincarnated, they had to take the giant leap to try and understand what happened to the world? No, you would want to take them with you so that when that when that piece of consciousness that is your grandparents moves forward is from a connected and knowing place. So how do we live? How do we pay attention to this? What do we do to make ourselves aware of those who came before us? Well, first of all, we do our homework. Who are they? Where did they come from? What can you find out? What would you like to know? Would you like to know what they did for a living? Would you like to know whether they were married or not? Would you like to know if there exists any kind of record that tells you a little bit about why they came here? Well, one of the things that happens with our genealogy, with our looking back at the ancestors, is that we think we have to go back to the 11th century to really find our ancestors. But that's not true. Our ancestors are those standing right next to us who just passed. What do you know about your mother and father? What do you know about a brother or sister who's left? What do you know about your great-grandparents? Move from what is closest to you back. Talk to your aunts, to your uncles, to your cousins who might have heard stories you don't know. Look at photographs, at the old photographs. Check the back of them. Sometimes they have full names and locations on them. Where was this? Who are these people? Question yourself as to what happened in your family that carried forward. Some of us have families who left their countries because of war. And they came here And a history of violence is visible in the family line because they came from violence. Some of us came from alcoholic families or abusive families that are the result of enough pain and injury that tuning out was easier than being tuned in. There are many reasons for the the things that we carry inside of us. And science is telling us, has proven for us, that we can be genetically afraid of something, have a phobia or a belief about something that doesn't belong to us. We can have an unnatural, what we think of as an unnatural phobia of bears because somewhere in our genetic history, someone got attacked by a bear. And the energetic signature of that carries forward in our biology. What are you afraid of? Where do you find your strength? Who are you if you are your ancestors' wildest dreams? And did they pray for you? 
Did your ancestors pray that by this move, they would open the door for their grandchildren and great-grandchildren to have what they need to be successful? How good does that feel to think about the fact that your great-great-great-grandparents who you never even saw might have been praying for you? for the quality of your life. And what if they continue to do that as they move forward with you, as you move through eternity? Then maybe would you think it might be worthwhile to pray for your great-great-great-great-grandchildren to envision a world that would be perfect for them, to think about the decisions that you make each day that will affect the world for them? It changes things a little bit. It changes things. And this is one of those traditions, the tradition of honoring the ancestors that affects the future in a big way. Because when we value those who walked before us, we want to be valued by those who come after us. And we will live differently for that reason. When we know the stories of those who came before us, we will want to leave good stories for those who come after us. We will live differently. We will write differently. We will record our lives more carefully. And when we understand what needs to be healed from our past, from our family lines, from our connections, we will work hard in this lifetime, in a committed and dedicated way to heal those wounds so that those that come after us can work on something new. Our ancestors are very important. This is the time of the year that we honor our ancestors in most cultures, between now and the first and second of November. So I want to invite you to take this time to remember your ancestors, to ask a few questions before the people who could answer you are not available to you, no matter who they are, to be with the, the idea that you are not alone and that all that you do is affecting the stream of consciousness that is the oneness of spirit. And it begins with those closest to you who continue to hold you and move with you and grow with you and heal with you. I have some quotes for you. Paul Songus said, we are a continuum. Just as we reach back to our ancestors for our fundamental values, so we as guardians of that legacy must reach ahead to our children and their children. And we do so with a, sacred, with a sense of sacredness in that reaching. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, every man is a quotation from all of his ancestors. Edmund Burke said, a spirit of innovation is generally the result of a selfish temper and confined views. People will not look forward to posterity who never look backward to their ancestors. Shirley Abbott said, we all grow with the weight of history on us. Our ancestors dwell in the attics of our brain as they do in the spiraling change of knowledge hidden in every cell of our body. 
Reverend Chris Michaels, who's a unity minister, said, you are a link in the chain of causation that stretches before and after your life for a thousand generations. And Amy Lee McCree wrote a book called Joyful Living, 101 Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life, and she filled that book with affirmations, and this one particularly struck me. My ancestors offer me bliss, love, and light. I gratefully receive that which is for my highest good and release the best back into pure white light. And so it is. <laughs>